What's up? Welcome to the It's AGTV podcast. I sat down with Mandy Minio. We talked about his second album. I don't, I'm not even sure if it's his second album. Uh, I don't know. He, he has a new album. It's called Uncomfortable. It's really dope. Uh, he's a Christian rapper, believe it or not. And um, yeah, uh, take a listen. So Andy, tell me, um, tell, tell me a little about a little bit about the album. Yeah. So Uncomfortable is my sophomore album. Um, we're getting ready to release September 18th. Right after that's released, we're going out on uh, uh, the Uncomfortable tour. So I'll be touring that project with Molly Music and Propaganda. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a big release for me, man. It's uh, an exciting piece. Why are you uncomfortable on this album? Yeah, that's a good question. I think that's what the the album tries to uh, unpack the reason why I'm uncomfortable. Um, but for a lot of reasons, you know what I mean? Even in my personal life, uh, a lot of things have been changing and, and, and moving. And my life doesn't make much sense. Um, and, you know, recently this past year I got married. Um, I got engaged and married in a span of four months and so that happened real quick in the middle of my working on my album um you know just kind of me trying to break out of the boxes that I've been put in uh it's been an uncomfortable process you know just growing and changing you know what I mean like people I think when they're really growing um they're going through uncomfortable situations because they know that it's uh ultimately for their good you know so that's kind of what I'm inviting people into on this album is to embrace uh, discomfort for the sake of something better Tell me about the song Uncomfortable. The single. Yeah, so we released Uncomfortable, and that was, you know, that was the first song we showed people. And uh, one of the reasons we wanted to run with that was because we thought it embodied a lot of what the album was about. And it was just really kind of a, a unique piece. You know, I, I know I could have put out certain songs that would have fit kind of more the single format, but I really like this, uh, this piece because it kind of breaks all the conventional rules of a song structure. There's no real chorus. There's no real set length in verse. You know, there's post-choruses, pre-choruses, and stuff like that, but none of it really makes sense. Just kind of an uncomfortable piece of music, but beautiful. Uh, and I think that's kind of, you know, a, a small image of what the, the full project is like. But we have some of my favorite um, videographers submitting treatments for that song, and uh, we're going to tell a, a really dope story. I'm sure it's going to be a very unique piece. I mean, especially coming off of You Can't Stop, you know, some of the other big music videos I had. You know, I feel like I want to keep raising the bar in the, the music video sphere. Video is like one of my favorite things to do in, in the whole process. You know, I want to eventually get into movies and stuff like that. But you guys, you know, you'll see my Instagram. You'll see I love telling stories on, on my Instagram and making videos. So, you know, we always going to step the bar up when it comes to the music video game. Is Saturday morning cartoons really ending? This is the final season. Um, every, every time I get ready to release a project, I release this... Uh, a thing called Saturday Morning Cartoons, and it's four episodes leading up to the release of a project. And those four episodes document the creative process um, of me working on the album and kind of what's going on around it. So it gives that that sneak peek, that behind-the-scenes feel, which is something I always loved growing up, you know, like behind-the-scenes, VH1, or behind-the-music, you know, like letting people into the process. Um, so uh, that's directed by my homeboy, Francis Delatori. And he's a beast. And this is going to be our final season. We really feel like the third season is the place to stop. It's got a good trajectory. It's told a great story thus far. And, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to, you know, overkill. You know, we want to step out right at the right time, leave people excited about it still, talking about it. Um, and maybe we'll move on to something else, something different. But it's going to be by far, hands down, the best season of Saturday Morning Cartoons ever. Uh, and you can watch all the other seasons, you know, on YouTube slash Andy Minio. 
all the um all the seasons are there, and that's where the new season are gonna be too. You got the fans weeping. I know. They were tight, man. Some people don't want Saturday morning cartoons to go away. Um, it's crazy because, you know, we release them on Saturday at 10 a.m. Uh, on the website, and it's crazy to see kind of the community that's happened because of it. People gather around with their cereal, and they're like, I'm here with my kids, and we're watching it. You know what I mean? It's kind of become an event every year that I do it. Um, but, you know, all good things must come to an end. So it's official. Saturday morning cartoons is ending. Are you going to start something else, or what's going to happen from here? Well, Saturday morning cartoons, I think we're going to put it to bed. And, uh, you know, me and my, my guy, Francis De La Torre, uh, he's the, the, the visual director at Minor League, the, the company I started. And, you know, we got a million ideas. So it's not going to be the end of us working together and creating dope content. It's just the end of that chapter. You did a video. You basically did an, an announcement. Can you tell me about that? And you did it, like, in sign language. It, it was called the, the Speechless Announcement. So I released a, a video uh, this week. Uh, it was a speechless announcement. And it said, uh, you know, it was me speaking in sign language. And, you know, you got to go watch it and try to figure out what it says. Or go find somebody that speaks sign language uh, and figure it out. Because, I mean, that's part of the discomfort of the promotion is, is um, you know, things like this. That are really going to cause people to have to go look and dig and search. And, uh, you know, it's all leading up to a release of a song that I have here in my heart, which is from my sister. But, you know, go, ch go check it out, figure it out. Tell me about um, the song, Hear My Heart. That song, uh, Hear My Heart, is from my sister, Grace. Uh, my sister, Grace, is deaf. And uh, I made this song in dedication for her. And it's going to be the next single on the album. Is it ever hard writing that kind of song? You ever get, ever think, oh, it's... Uh maybe too personal for for the public to to know well you know what i've always been i've always been the guy that's uh said too much in a sense like where i trust people easily and uh you know i love sharing what's on my mind what's on my heart i'm not i'm not the type of person that likes to be secretive in any sense like i i really don't have any secrets in my life for real like my friends know me uh, all the way so you know, I've always loved sharing my life because I feel like even though, even if there's hurt in it, if there's pain in it, that someone else can relate to it and can help them. You know what I mean? Um, and so, you know, when it comes to getting personal on records, it's not uh, a super hard thing for me to do. But I do think it's draining because when you know that it's going to be super personal, you really want to make sure that you pen it properly so that it's communicated properly. You don't want to miss that opportunity that moment to connect with somebody. So writing that record for my sister took about two years. Um, I worked on another version of that song that didn't come out at all. It was produced by JR, uh, who did Neverland. And, uh, you know, we, we worked on it. We produced it out. It was a beautiful song, but I was just like, man, this BPM, this tempo really isn't working. Let's switch the whole thing up. And I went a whole new direction with it. Um, so there's a couple versions of this song, but I think we finally landed the right one. Uh, on this new version of Hear My Heart that's coming out. What do you want people to take away after they listen to the Uncomfortable album? Yeah, when people listen to Uncomfortable, uh, what I want them to do is, you know, kind of what the vision statement of the record is, which is I want the, good, the, the, the music on the project to disturb the comfortable and comfort the disturbed. I, wanna, I want the album to be a springboard for conversation for people. You know, I don't think all my music has all the answers, but I think that it is a great place 
to have meaningful conversations. And that's one thing that I really want to bring to hip-hop that I don't feel like a lot of artists are doing, which is meaningful conversations, really digging into um, real-life stuff. I feel like there's so much music that is just aimless and meaningless, and we have a good time till we party to it. Um, but, you know, I think there's another aspect of life that a lot of artists pass up on hitting on, which is the personal parts, the spiritual parts, you know, the deeply uh, difficult parts, the relational parts. Uh, and that's the kind of artist I want to be. What do you think is the biggest enemy to hip-hop? Um, the biggest enemy to hip-hop is Iggy Azalea. I'm just joking. I'm just going to... I think some of the biggest enemies, men are the corporatization of of the music. You know what I mean? I think artists... Like, the best art always comes from a person who is being authentic, is being them... And they're just speaking from their heart and they're creating something that they're truly inspired by. Like the art is really something that they love and that, that, they're, that they're putting out out of sheer inspiration. And I think what happens is as we move along in, in the music business, kind of some of that pureness of creating art is lost in the politics of music. And so I think some of the biggest enemy is uh, of hip hop or any music for that matter is the corporatization of it and turning someone's deeply meaningful and personal creation into something for sale, you know, is a very difficult balance there to uh, to keep that true. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you, how do you tell an artist like an Eminem who writes, you know, the Marshall Matters LP and you know, like those early records, and then you're like, all right, you do it again, do it again do it again and then this time do it even in a shorter time frame and then do it while you're doing all these media days and doing tours and xyz and it just puts a lot of pressure on on artists and i think artists fall into the trap of just creating music that they know that works or that is very popular at the time and they stop di diving into getting creative and expanding and i think that's what i was fighting against this album because i know what works and i got the producers to do it but for me i really wanted to create something you know, special and creative and, and, and expand the palettes of the hip-hop listener. That is, man. Uh, thank you for joining me. Uh, any last words for the people? Last words for the people. Embrace the uncomfort, man. And, and pick up Uncomfortable on September 18th. Check it out.